Welcome to the Tenacious Woman Podcast, where our mission is to help women heal from abuse, discover their purpose, and impact others using the Tenacious Woman Blueprint. And today we are having a survivor interview with Rose King. Welcome, Rose. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit a little bit about you and your story. How are you a survivor? All right. Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um so I actually I grew up in a home that um where my father was an alcoholic and um throughout my childhood um Reflecting back, I understood that I was a victim of emotional, psychological, and um, mental abuse. But when I was in the moment and dealing with the neglect and dealing with walking on eggshells, I didn't recognize that I was any different than anyone around me. Um, but later on, as things started happening to me or I became involved in, um, let's call it victim stance. Um, I, I found myself in the place where I was a victim a lot. I was a victim of, um, sexual assault when I was an early teen. And, um, I definitely didn't recognize that it was any sort of unhealthy behavior until I was in my later teens and dealing with the consequences of having post-traumatic stress disorder. And my, my father ended up dying from a drug overdose when I was 14. And I found him and it set off this complex post-traumatic stress disorder that had taken over my life um, in every aspect and in ways that I thought I was healing um, by getting involved with a man, it turned out that I was just putting myself in a situation where I was um, with somebody that became an abuser and I didn't even know it until it was in the middle of it, you know, and um, until it was too late. And I mean, I'm sure that that's a common theme that I hear with women that I work with all the time is that you like, sometimes you look back and you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Mm. And that was definitely my story. And all of a sudden I ended, I was 20 years old in a marriage and, um, and in a really abusive situation that was just getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, and eventually, one night, my ex-husband almost killed me, and I was, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me, where I was like, okay, I'm either going to die, or I'm going to take my power back and and move forward. And at that moment in time, I chose to take my power back, and I left. And for the last, that was in 2011 that I left, so I guess the last 10 years has been this journey of healing this life of different abusive situations and um and building a life of success and health and um and abundance 
despite the circumstances that I came from. Yeah, I love that. One thing that came up as you were talking, how do you think that the lack of healing from the initial traumas, the initial abuse, led to the continuance of the pattern in your life? That's a really excellent question. Um, you know, and, and because the whole time I was in therapy, mm-hmm. the, um, the whole, I was in therapy basically since I was a child. My parent, my mom put me in therapy, you know, because, because my dad left and that was, you know, and she was trying to be a good mom despite the fact that I was put into all of these unsafe situations. Um, so I, I never really identified the fact that I wasn't healing because in my mind, I was always in therapy. I was always talking about it, talking about it, you know, ad nauseum in a way. Um, but I wasn't progressing. I was very, very, very stuck. And I think that because, um, because of the circumstance, I was put on a lot of medication um, as a teenager from being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder in 2002 at the time, they didn't really know how to treat that, especially in teenagers. So they just medicated me and, um, the medication really prevented me from actually processing any of the trauma. And it was just like this really, te- this temporary band-aid that ended up growing and taking over. Um, and I ended up um, not ended up. I mean, like I became a drug addict, a drug addict and an alcoholic. And for until I was 25, when I got sober and I took away all of the medications and then I was forced to confront it. Wow. Like that bandaid was gone. Like that was it. I didn't have a choice. And one of the things that prevented me from being able to get sober years before was because I always knew that it was there and I was always yeah. afraid of it. I was always afraid to confront it and the fear of confronting it outweighed the fear of losing my life. Mm. That's so good. I I always talk with my clients about being able to confront our emotions because the more we stuff them, the more we fear them. Absolutely. The more we have stuck emotions, the, the sicker we get because our stuck emotions cause our illnesses our diseases our pain our suffering all of it yeah and i didn't even know that you know and i also like had a lot of visit a lot physiological um physical issues yeah and i didn't understand that it was connected to trauma at all yeah so when you began your healing journey what were the tools that really helped you to start diving into that and to start processing it so that you could heal. I, you know, I reflect on this a lot. Um, and I think that for me, um, one of the biggest tools was that understanding that emotions are just emotions Mm. and that they're temporary and, um, and that they pass and that, even though I might be in the middle of a panic attack feeling like I'm going to die, I'm not going to die. And being able to work through that. Um, there were, 
several different types of um, therapy that I went through in in um, in the beginning when I, about nine years ago, ten years ago, when I started my healing journey, that were to me um, stood out, and one of them was uh, a therapy type called dialectical behavioral therapy, where um, it brought a concept of mindfulness. I had never heard this word before, mindfulness, even though like I had been involved with yoga before. But um, and when I started practicing mindfulness from this perspective that I was learning in DBT, um, where I was learning co- like coping skills, mm-hmm. um, actionable coping skills, like, OK, how to pause, how to respond rather than react, how to slow down my breathing, how to get into the present moment how to bring myself back to the to the room when I was in a place of disassociation or when I was in a place of ruminating thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I call them the woulda, coulda, shouldas, when I'm stuck in that thinking, um, especially in that victim, in that victim mindset, you know, of how did I let this happen to me? How did I get here? Um, that to, to allow myself to come into my body, into the present moment, and use that as a launching point for moving forward as a way to, as, as opposed to being stuck in the past. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we have to be present. And I think that really goes back to your, your previous story of going to counseling. And I think this is also a, a really good point that counseling is moving forward now and where when we were children counseling used to be let's talk about your problems let's talk about the problems over and over and over again and when we do that we're living in the past and to move forward and to create healing we have to live in the present and forget about the past like yes it has an effect on us it's created who we are today but we don't need to dwell in it and exactly. and soak in our, our trauma, basically. <laughs> exactly. And I used to think that I was my trauma, mm. you know, like I, I was, um, I was a victim of domestic violence, even though I never used that term until recently, um, where I started talking about it more, but you know, that I, I was post-traumatic stress disorder. I was, rape. I was, um, I was a girl whose father was an alcoholic and she found him dead. Like it wasn't that these things had happened to me. It was that I was those, they became my identity. And Mm -hmm. when that is my identity, it's impossible to move forward. But I had to detach from that a little bit and say, okay, those things happened to me, but they are not who I need to be. They are not who I need to, 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 it's the emotional baggage that I can let go of in order to live my life how I want to live it and mm-hmm. have a healthy relationship. Yes. Yes. That's so good. I think a lot of victims do identify themselves as their past, just like you're saying. And so that's a really good point that we don't have to be what we've experienced. Exactly. Because like you said, when it is a personality trait, we feel like we can't change it. Exactly. I work with so many clients that, you know, they come to me and they're like, 
you know, I have, I'm anxiety disorder. I have anxiety disorder. And I'm, and I'm like, okay. And they are just con- consumed by this definition of that they've placed themselves in this box. And when we place ourselves in this box, it's almost impossible to get ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had this, this, what was it called again? The DBT, the therapy? DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. Interesting. Okay, awesome. Was there anything else that really contributed to your healing journey? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton. (laughs) 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 And um, I wouldn't say that there was, you know, any one thing that made or break my healing journey. It was um, definitely a collection of choices. But um, understanding that I have power. And that it's my responsibility to make my my own choices and to take responsibility for my life. I mean, I think that was a huge one um, that only, you know, that occurred five years ago. Um, and being able to, to let go of the judgment of others and this idea yes. of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I, I have to, I'm an avid I'm a yoga teacher. I went to do my yoga teacher training after practicing yoga for 10 years because yoga for me was like one of the fundamental ways that I was able to find peace in my body and to be okay in my own skin. Um, and then on top of that, you know, there was healing, um, and an eating disorder that I had to recover from and going through different nutritionists and different ways to find out what worked for me and understanding that the root of my problem was that I didn't have any cooking skills to manage my emotions. And then it was all about, okay, learning how to identify those emotions, you know, which started for me looking at the, um, the feelings chart that you often see on the wall of preschools, you know, <laughs> being able to recognize, okay, what is my face? What, how, like looking at a face and how do I align with that? Okay. Am I happy? Am I content? Am I okay? Am I angry? Am I enraged? Um, and then understanding what to do with that. Um, do you feel like you stuffed emotions so much that that's why you couldn't identify them? I don't, I don't know if it was that I stuffed them or that I just became completely numb because Mm. it was the only way to survive. Yeah. That if I showed fear, it was, um, I, I was never, I wasn't seen and I wasn't heard. So by showing fear that it just, people saw that as being weak in my surrounding and it, almost opened the door to more trauma in a way. Um, I definitely think that I had an anger problem and I didn't even know I had an anger problem until I learned that, you know, holding your fists really tightly and shrugging your shoulders all the time and holding your breath until I understood that that was anger. Um, it just feelings weren't talked about in my in my household even though it was like okay how was your day oh my day was good my day was bad that was it Mm -hmm. surface on the surface very much on the surface and you know it's kind of it's it's interesting because I came from a family like um 
you know, we were in therapy. I did grief counseling workshops, you know, when I was, when I was a teen, I facilitated grief workshops. You know, we, I was in like a more open and sensitive environment, but it was, I was just completely numb to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, I think my experience is, is very similar, just not really being able to recognize those emotions. I think on my side, it was from stuffing for so long, because like you said, emotions were not okay, because if I had emotions, that meant that I was going to have retribution from the exactly. other person. Yeah, and that I... I really saw in my, in my marriage, you know, when, when I was in the situation of abuse, like that my emotions, my feelings were used, um, against me Mm -hmm. or things that I had shared were used against, were used against me and to like sharing, uh, you know, confiding in my, my previous, you know, my ex-husband about, um, my childhood sexual assault. And then him using that as against me and to call me, you know, names mm-hmm. and to tell me that I deserved it. And I didn't even recognize that that was abuse until much later on. Man. Yeah. And the, the ironic thing is that at that period of time, I was in college and I was working for the campus um, hotline of uh, domestic violence and sexual assault. So wow. there was like this disconnect between the knowledge that I was receiving and the training that I was receiving and how it applied to my own life. Yes. Yes. I, I experienced the same thing. <laughs> I have a master's degree in social work and I was like, I learned about all of this in school. Right. Like, how did I not recognize it? And I think that that's something that women need to know. Like when you are in the situation, it can be really hard to recognize it. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that, um, kept me stuck in my situation, kept, like kept me from moving forward for so long because I was so hard on myself mm-hmm. about not being able to see it, blaming myself. Like, how did I not see this? I knew all of the signs. I intellectually knew all of the red flags. How could I not see it in front of me? And that pattern of thinking and getting stuck in that prevented me from opening the doors to, to, to heal, actually. Yeah. Well, on top of experiencing the trauma and the abuse, now you're adding blame and shame to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. It was, and the, the shame was so strong, so strong. And, even now, um, where I've started to talk more publicly about some of like the domestic violence, um, you know, it's even hard for me to use that term because, um, there's so much shame in there and I don't even know that it's still there until mm-hmm. I talk about it and I feel like uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. I think we, we, definitely need to dive into that and shame is so rampant in our society as a whole but especially in the domestic violence community so diving in and really 
not adding shame onto ourselves is going to be incredibly healing for a lot of women. Yeah. And when I understood that the, that the fact of talking about it takes away the power of the shame, it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. where I started talking about it more and I talked about it more because like shame is like this voice inside your mind that's like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't share it. You know, trying to keep it inside mm-hmm. because that's how it has its power. Yes. And when we open our mind and open our voice and we start talking about it, it takes the power away from the shame. And it does not like that. Hmm. I got chills. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, like, you know, the more I talk about it, the easier it gets. Awesome. So let's, let's move forward. Yes, absolutely. Because healing is amazing and it, it, creates more opportunities in our life. And that's really what I want to share with the women listening to the podcast is what can happen in their life when they allow healing and growth to happen. So tell us about what has happened for you since you started your healing journey and really began to work on, on healing from these past traumas. So first I was able to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had taken time off from my bachelor's degree because I just couldn't cope. I was in the middle of my studies when I left my ex-husband and I literally could not cope. So I just left. And, um, so I decided to go back to school and part of going back to school was dealing with the ramifications of that. I had really poor grades for two years, a result of, um, the abusive situation that I had been in. Um, the debt that I had been in and really starting to pick, pull myself back together financially and, um, mentally and emotionally, like one step at a time. So I went back to school and I did my bachelor's degree and I ended up doing a bachelor's degree in forensics. And then I decided to pursue my master's degree in criminology because, um, I actually thought that if I didn't get a job, then that meant that I didn't have to become an adult. So I thought that if I stayed in school forever, then like that was fine. I could like I love not it. have to make decisions. Um, so, I, so I did my master's degree and um, I studied, um, I was living abroad at the time. So I studied in a foreign language. And so I was forced to learn the foreign language by studying in a foreign language. Wow. Um, and I got really involved in 12-step recovery early on um, at that point in time. And one of the things that I really became passionate about is boundaries, um, which is not something that I ever had in my life. Mm. Um, and now my friends call me the boundary queen. I like to <laughs> I'm all about setting boundaries, boundaries with myself, boundaries with others. Um, and since then I, you know, I, I, I needed to navigate the date, the dating scene, you know, mm-hmm. in my early thirties, not having any healthy relationships and having to, to figure that out. And I am now married. I'm in a wonderful, healthy, fantastic relationship. And, um, yeah, where the, one of the foundational values that we have individually is personal growth and development. Mm. And I think that that in itself facilitates me 
in my success because I had been planning to do my PhD in clinical psych and work towards that. And then when I got into a program and I sat and I started thinking about it, even though I had been planning this for five years and working towards this for five years, my husband and I were talking and he's like, I don't think this is really what you want to do. Mm. And instead he encouraged me to take the risk. And, um, and I took the risk and I turned down the PhD, um, option. And then I did my yoga teacher training. And then I started, um, I did a life coaching certification. And after that, I did, um, I took a mindfulness meditation for trauma years before. Mm -hmm. So I was, then I opened my business and I became this entrepreneur overnight when I never, I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about social media or business. And I've had to learn all of these things as I go. And I'm very independent. And recently I had a conversation with a friend because I'm getting ready to, um, to launch a group program. So I'm doing some website development and she said, Oh, who did your website? And I said, I did. How did you learn how to do a website? And I said, I don't know. I figured it out. And I I think that speaks uh, to me and my personality is that um, I figure it out as I go. And I can only do that because of the healing that I've done and the resiliency that I've built Mm. after going through my past. Like, I know if I could get through the first 27 years of my life, I can do anything. Yes. Yes. Amazing. I love it. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's so very exciting is- and it's, it's very empowering, you know, and it's empowering to continue. Yes. I think that, um, oh, I had a thought and I lost it. <laughs> Bernie flew away. <laughs> happens all the time. Yes. This has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really great to get to know you and your story and how that has your healing really has led to your success and being able to take these risks in your life to go for it because this is what we all need. We need to step into everything that we were created to be because if more women do that, this world is going to be an amazing place. Absolutely. And if there's like one message that I hope somebody gets from my story is that like you can too. You can do all of the things that I've done. Like there is no reason why you can't. You just might need to ask for help along the way, but you Mm -hmm. can too. And that's so important. One day at a time. That was the thought I had earlier. One yeah. day at a time. One day at a time. We don't need to think about like this big, huge picture in the future of everything that we want. Um, we need to take it one day at a time. How can yeah. I improve myself today? How can I work on healing myself today? How can I process the emotions I'm experiencing today? Yeah. And we're all at a different stage in, their, in our journeys. Mm-hmm. And it, we can get very um, into the comparison mode. And being able to recognize, okay, the baby steps that I need to take today are going to get me somewhere else later on. But just because someone else is there doesn't mean that's where I need to be today. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah. And that goes for every stage of healing, in my opinion. You know, we're all where we're at today. And it's amazing. And we should give ourselves, you know, a pat on the back for that. Oh, I love it. That's so great. Thank you. So how can our listeners find you if they would like to connect with you and learn more about you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Rose King Coaching. My website is also rosekingcoaching.com. Um, basically my brand, Rose King Coaching, is, um, how people can find me. And, um, I'd love to connect with women. And if anybody has questions or, um, is just looking to chat, I'm always up for talking about it. Amazing. Thank you so much. And ladies, all of that information will be in the show notes for you. So check on the the show notes for those links. Thank you so much for Misty for having me today. You're welcome. Hi there, ladies. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you have experienced abuse and trauma in your past, and you're experiencing some of those long-term effects of abuse, like a lack of confidence, and an inability to experience your emotions, I would love to invite you to join us in the Tenacious Woman Blueprint. It's a step-by-step course to walk you through healing from the abuse and trauma that you've experienced quickly and easily so that you can begin to scale your business for financial freedom. Join us today. The link is in the show notes.